Welcome again to the Let's Be Frank podcast, where home improvement legend and metal roofing expert Frank Farmer talks about how you can improve your sales and customer satisfaction and grow your metal roofing business. Let's Be Frank is brought to you by Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com and by Isaiah Industries, in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across North America and around the world. Learn more at isaiahindustries.com. Okay, today on Let's Be Frank, we talk about a very, very important topic, the keys to building trust and credibility with your customers. Let's get started. So there's a lot of talk about trust, but what are the keys to building trust, Frank? You can actively uh, build trust, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give some, some keys to that as we go along. But first of all, we, we need to realize that we need to do a few things and set that up before we can actually start building trust. Mm-hmm. First one is we need to change a mindset of our own. And that mindset is to avoid selling a solution that isn't in the customer's best interest. Okay. We we call that don't do something to a customer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I've, I've heard I've heard hundreds of times uh, leaving sales meetings at different companies that I've worked in, and, and uh, I hear a salesperson say, "Somebody's buying something today." You know, they're going to go out and do something to somebody. Yeah. Um, not good. Sometimes we need to face the fact and realize we don't have the right solution. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the right solution, it's best just to be honest with your customer. Instead of proposing something that is subpar, proposing something that the customer that will hurt them, mm-hmm. okay, that isn't in their best interest. Because when that happens, there's not going to be a repeat sale. And there's very few products out there that you don't get a repeat sale. Even if you're selling a one-time thing, such as a metal roof, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to do the cabin, do the friend's house, the neighbor's house. There's all kinds of opportunities. Those opportunities end when we do something to somebody and sell them something. So trust as part of the sales process, where do you begin to interject it? How does it, how does it come into the sales process? How do you build trust? I, I teach a... Um, a pattern, uh, a way in which to build trust immediately, Mm -hmm. okay? And it starts with the greeting, upon greeting the customer, Mm -hmm. to let them know, A, that you're something different than a salesperson. Homeowners or customers don't necessarily like salespeople, okay? Yeah. So if you're gonna act like a salesperson, then they're naturally not gonna like you. So we teach a greeting where we immediately act different mm-hmm. for instance when we knock on a door and a customer answers yeah typically a salesperson would look at the customer and say hi i'm frank farmer from american metal roofs okay and when you think about that that's salesperson centric yeah we teach a pattern where you're asking or where you're saying to the customer bob smith bob hi i'm frank from metal, mm-hmm. american metal roofs okay start and, there yeah yeah, and then we use their name again, and then we use their name again. Mm-hmm. I am surprised when I listen to presentations on tape or on uh, microchip these days, mm-hmm. where the salesperson at the end of being with a customer for two hours still doesn't know their name, and you yeah. can tell because they're stumbling over it. Yeah, when they're trying to communicate. So yeah. we 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 use their name. We look them in the eyes. Clearly, look them in the eyes 
because not looking in the eye says you're shady. Mm -hmm. That's what salespeople do. Salespeople don't have good eye contact. We talk with sincerity so that we will say things to the customer such as, a metal roof may not be right for you folks. Mm The option that you say that you want may not be in your best interest. Yeah. Would you like me to tell you if you're suggesting to do something that's going to hurt you? And they see you as as honest. They see you as as trustworthy. But we also teach a, a way to listen to the customer that's really important. Okay. We call it active listening. Right. And active listening is what happens when somebody really cares about you. Mm -hmm. And when you care about somebody, they tend to trust you. So active listening is nothing more, Jim, than you making a statement Mm -hmm. and I bounce it back or mirror it back, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, For instance, you, you might say, I've always had trouble with this roof. And I would say, always had trouble with it? and look at you intently right straight in the eyes and then shut up Mm -hmm. and let you then give me more information. Mm -hmm. So we call that peeling the onion. We go another layer deep, Mm -hmm. okay? We'll ask questions for clarity. So when you say always, do you mean like it's leaked from day one? Sure. And you let the customer talk more. Mm -hmm. And the more that you can have that customer talk, we like to use a 70-30 rule. All right. 70% customer, 30% sales rep. I can imagine that's hard to maintain for a sales rep when they feel like they're not connecting. Um, First thing they're going to do is take over. And they, they do. And when you listen to sales reps um, on microchip, you will find they talk about 95% of the time. Oh, jeez not 30% Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. So when we're discovering things, we need to gain that trust from the customer Mm -hmm. uh, so they give us all of the information and don't see us as a a salesperson. What do you do when you're really struggling to establish trust? You ever been in that situation where you just like can't quite connect? Do you address that head on? How do you handle that? Yes, Um, a couple of different ways. Before I handle it head on, which would be confrontational, I want to try to get that customer more involved. We all have had that case where we've got a customer that's just stonewall, mm-hmm. and they really just you know, start saying things like, you know, I just, just want your price, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at that point in time, I try to help them understand that this isn't about a price, that this process here is about educating you so you don't get taken advantage of. And I go right back into talking about unscrupulous contractors, love people who say, just give me your price. Mm -hmm. Because they're gonna find out what price range you want, you're gonna get something that fits that price, and they'll even sweeten that deal a little bit more. Yeah. After they're gone, you've got the problem. So when I explain that to customers, you get, you. You're having conversation that is so different than they've ever had Mm. before that I'm able to draw them out of the shell and say, forget about buying anything today. Sure. How about we educate you first and make sure what you want is what belongs in this house because this house may not be right to have a metal roof put on it. Well, I imagine you're walking into a situation where a lot of people are just flat out saying, we're not buying today. We just want, we just want to price we want to get educated a little bit we want to hear about the product 
Yes. Um, and that I think they're coming from a place of mistrust right away. Isn't that where you start? Yes. So when, when we meet a customer, we, we call that box A mentality. And that mm. box A mentality is they already understand everything they need to make a decision. At least that's what they believe. That is their mentality. Okay. When we're able to quickly show them and share things with them that they have to say, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll give you one of those things that we teach okay. in metal roofing. So, Jim, I was to come to your house and you were to say, we know exactly what we want. We're looking for a 24 gauge steel standing seam um, and we want a synthetic underlayment and we know we need good venting because our ventilation is screwed up. Okay. That would be an example of what some people tell us. Sure. Okay. And so when you, if you try to head down a different path and that's the only thinking that they have, um, pretty soon they get irritated with you. They said, I already told you what I wanted. It's like going to the grocery store. I, I know where I, I want beans. Where's the beans? Yeah, exactly. And they want to know what the price of the beans is. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we need to disrupt that and get them some more information. Here's how we do it. Jim, I appreciate that you think a standing seam roof is right for you and that you want 24 gauge steel. Mm -hmm. okay? Appreciate that. Let me ask you a couple of questions, Jim. Okay. When you say 24 gauge steel, how did you determine whether you wanted 24, 26, 28, 29, 30, or 31? Well, I, I read an article on the internet that that was the best uh, gauge for houses. That's the one you want. Okay. So if that wasn't, would you want me to tell you or just price out the 24 gauge? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if there's there's something I need to know about that, but I, I read it in a roofing uh, you know, publication. I thought it was good info, but... okay. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So, are you are you wanting galvalume or galvanized? Oh, there's a difference, but I thought it was all, they were all galvanized. Okay. Oh, there's a big difference. Okay. But I, I can price you what you want if you know that that's what you need. Yeah, I yeah, I guess I'd need to know the difference first okay. before deciding which okay. one I want. Yeah. So, when we take a look at it, would you want a polyester paint uh, or a silicone polyester, or do you think you want a kynar or a high R kynar? What were you thinking? Oh wow! The article didn't say anything about coatings, um, or or, or paint. Mm -hmm. What's I can help you. I can help you. What's the best one? I guess I, I, I can help you with that. Okay. okay. And when you said a good vent, mm -hmm. uh, define a good vent for me, so I I know what you're looking for. Um, something that looks good on the outside of the house that fits with the roof and um, is gonna um is gonna provide adequate ventilation. Okay. Um. When you say adequate for this house, what what NFA are you looking for? 8, 10, 12, NFA 16, is, 20? NFA is... A net-free area venting. Oh, is that how they're measured? Well, different vents are designed for different things. I don't know what you were talking about, what you read. Um, I want to get you what you want, but it may not be the best what's for your house. Okay, so... You see, Jim, here's here's yeah. the challenge that we find is I appreciate all the research that you've done. Mm -hmm. Okay. First of all, you need to know the last thing I'm going to ever ask you to do is sign a contract for an order. Mm -hmm. My whole goal today is to help you figure out what's best for your house, mm -hmm. let you make some informed decisions. But first of all, I'm quite honestly, I'm not sure this house is, can have a metal foot on it. Wow. Really? Okay. We won't know that until we're done with an inspection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I ask people this question all the time. And you can ask yourself this question. What criteria are you using to choose a good quality metal roof? 
And the response I generally get is, mm-hmm. just like what you're saying, well, we know we want a 24-gauge steel or uh, we want 30-gauge. It doesn't matter the number. They give me a number. And uh, we, we want it to be a green. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And, and that's all they know. Mm-hmm. And really, there's about 14 different things that you need to determine that will determine you're getting the right roof or else you're going to spend a whole bunch of money that you're going to rip the roof off later. You know, that's a tough conversation coming out of the role play for a minute. That's a tough conversation to have with the customer. But I imagine the net result of that is we're circling back to trust and credibility. You have some expertise and um, some knowledge that the customer doesn't have, and you've got to take them there. You do. And if you think about a way a normal salesperson would answer that question, it's, mm-hmm. sure, I'd be glad to get you a price. Haven't done anything to differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. Haven't done anything at all um, that would give them more value to their product. So everything is on a on a bid system. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the last guy bid or what's even in that proposal. Sure. Yeah. You, you know, is he selling them a roof system or some roof panels? Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's his level of expertise and what is the warranty that he's putting out? The mm-hmm. whole thing. So in order for us to get an opportunity to do a presentation, we have got to bring that customer to a point where they say, I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. Yeah. And once they do that, then they allow us to do an inspection, go through the process of inspection mm-hmm. and educating. And then the customer gets some urgency to do it right now. They have a good idea what they want. And then they turn to you and say, well, could you do that for us? Yeah. And that's better than give me your bid. You may go in and talk to these folks and they may have a couple of bids already sitting there for that 24-gauge steel standing seam they're looking for. All you're going to do is just come up with a competitive bid unless you sort of talk them through mm-hmm. the reasons why they chose that and help them understand. There's a lot maybe that they don't quite get about metal roofing. Because right. that, that's going to probably end up being one of those 70% out there who are right. dissatisfied, right? Yes. If they purchase yes, based on just sort of... Uh, uh, not enough information about the product and really, um, you know, making a quick decision without uh, really understanding. And it's unfortunate. I think there are, you know, there are companies out there that'll do that. Yes. Um, the majority of them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you put yourself in a great position when somebody comes to you and they want that 24 gauge steel. And you have to realize Although in this role play, you said you read that. Mm-hmm. Most of them were told that by somebody. Ah, okay. Some of them might have got it off of, off of blueprints. Mm-hmm. And when you can blow holes in that, you're right. Everybody else that's out there that followed the lead and gave them a price on a 24-gauge standing seam had went in blindly because they were intimidated by this customer instead of taking this stance, okay? Mm-hmm. You, you, you chop all their legs off mm-hmm. because as soon as you discredit it and then you look at it, you might say this. So you said you want 24-gauge steel. Can I ask how you chose that versus maybe some of the other metals, maybe versus like aluminum mm-hmm. that's not going to rust? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've given them new information in their head and all of a sudden they say, well, the steel will rust? And you say, well, only where you're going to cut it if it's not done properly. And quite honestly, most chuck in the trucks out there. And it's so easy because people don't want that. So you open up new opportunities for yourself by changing the rules of the game. And that is all that is all then grounded in active listening. Those opportunities come out in the sales process because the customer will they'll give you the opportunity to educate them, right? And build yes. that trust. Right, so when you're, when you're active listening, one, one rule of thumb is you, you never take time to coach the customer at that time. 
because then you take over the talking. Mm. So you keep it in a 70-30 where the 70% is the customer talking and you ask a question, you get them talking more and more and you find out what their dreams are for this metal roof. Mm. If you went in blindly and you said to them, um, what are you? So, what are you folks looking for? And they say twenty-four gauge standing seam. Say, oh, that'd be just great. Yes, I can give you a price on that. That left nothing to discover. Mm. In other words, my job is to discover. Not that you want a twenty-four gauge. You told me that, mm-hmm. but I would say something like, so, so, Jim, what are you going to try to accomplish with a metal? Why, why a metal roof for you? Mm-hmm. And listen. Okay. Yeah. And Jim starts talking about, well, I got this problem over here. And you can look at him and say, well, a metal roof isn't going to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? The other guy said it. What I told him what I was trying to do. <laughs> and immediately they're, they're discredited when yeah. you try to find out. Sure. And you begin to build that difference for your company and the trust starts to come in. And yes. Excellent. Excellent. So, again, part of MRC and the training that uh, you're going to do with sales guys through that and business owners is going to be about building that trust and learning how to do that yes and and you it's all part of a big process right from the very we'll end this edition of let's be frank right there phone, thanks for listening building trust let's be frank is sponsored by isaiah right industries in the business of manufacturing the very best permanent roofing solutions for homes across north america and around the world learn more at isaiahindustries.com Let's Be Frank is a production of Metal Roofing Consultants, training successful metal roofers nationwide. Learn more at metalroofingconsultants.com.